This episode of Good Sheilas is brought to you by Perifit. Perifit is a Kegel exerciser that lets you control video games with your pelvic floor. I say Kegel. Who cares? Anyway, who cares? <laughs> fun. So gone are the days of boring Kegel exercises that we either hate or neglect doing completely. Hooray! Perifit are offering Good Sheilas listeners a 15% discount on their products. Just apply the promo Good Sheilas at checkout and treat yourself to a strong pelvic floor. I haven't wet myself all day. <laughs> Good for you, babes. Yay. <laughs> Fun fact about Claire. Claire is gullible. <laughs> when we were in our late 20s and life started to get very adult, Claire was over the moon with her mature decision to get a financial advisor. <laughs> she squealed with pride as she recommended this woman to anyone who would listen to her. And finally, I succumbed to the nagging and I invited this financial advisor to my house. And as I opened the door, I knew Claire had once again been tricked. <laughs> Because she was wearing head-to-toe purple, this lady, and she spoke mostly not about finances but of her baby, which was, at the end, we learnt a pet rabbit called Pancake. (laughs) (laughs) So I did not trust her with my money and nor did I trust Claire with any advice ever again. And thanks to her, I now own hundreds of houses. Welcome to Good Sheilas, the podcast that will turn your stomach and warm your heart as we reflect on what makes us all tick. I'm Bron, a comedian. And I'm Claire, a human rights lawyer. And we're longtime friends, short-time mums and lifetime dickheads. Each episode we tackle something in the media as well as something in life that's kicked us in the guts. So strap yourselves in, mongrels, and get ready for Good Sheila. Good mate. Hello, mate. How are you? Good, good. Breaking news. Holy dooly, we actually have some breaking news on Good Sheilas. Breaking. Breaking. What, wait, what is it? It's, it's, it's broken. <laughs> Goodbye, the end so, of the episode. So the New South Wales Premier, Gladys Berejiklian, about an hour ago, announced that she was resigning. Yeah, bye Gladys. Mm, bye Gladys. Mm. We've, and well, when I saw, because I was just at a, I just saw this on the news as I was in an office and I noticed that she was, cr- it looked like she'd been crying because she was obviously making her announcement, but it was on mute. And I said, why is she, why is she crying? And they said, oh, she's resigning. And I was like, oh, it's fine. She's finally cracked under the pressure because she has had everyone, including us, very, very cranky at her. Oh, but it's uh, so, I mean, it's, it's really kind of sobering. She's not crying, you know, people dying of COVID or, you know, everything, but she's crying because she got a bit naughty and she got caught. <laughs> Mm. Well, this is the thing. So she's still denying everything. So she's not actually de- she's not actually resigning because of the pressure. She's uh, resigning because there is um, the corruption watch dogs on her, ACAC. and they're like, yep. "Hey, yes, it's just I can't even say that acronym. It's disgusting." I love that you can say Berejiklian, but you can't say ICAC. <laughs> I never said Berejiklian. You said it. I want to say Gladys Butter Chicken. 
That is her legal name. <laughs> Sounds delicious. But but I, I <laughs> um but I, I I think that um she like I hate saying I can't. It sounds like there should be a, a, a like a hairball at the end. Oh, like it's what you say before it. you like you open the car door and vomit out the window because you've had too exactly. many chardonnays. I can't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We've all been there, right, Gladys? You're in the passenger seat. Just, just, just clarifying. No one's driving. No one's driving. Yeah, or no one's vomiting. Are you vomiting? No. Are you, Mrs. Sandwich Chicklin? <laughs> Butter chicken. Yes, I am. No. So, so she's been investigated because of that Daryl guy, the one from Wagga. He was Damn like a real mongrel. The Daryl from Wagga, classic. I've never trusted a Daryl or anyone from Wagga, and I am from Wagga. So, <laughs> so, uh, so he was obviously a real hound, and he was just taking money from very vulnerable people who mm. desperately needed visas, and he was just pocketing it, and he was a real disgusting Bit man. And jerk. she was, and she was having um, a uh, rendezvous with him, mm. uh, and that, and then everyone was saying, how on earth did she not know that he was doing this? And since then she's kind of ceased her relationship with him but uh, that was about 12 months ago mm. but it's only now that they're saying oh we're still investigating you we still they still think that you did some inappropriate things mm. in your time uh, whilst you were shagging this guy who was ripping off all of these people left right and center and so um it's quite amazing she is furious you guys about the timing of it because mm. she's like we sydney could not be in or new south lost- wales becoming the winner of COVID. It's just yeah. like it's like everyone behind Stephen Bradbury. She is just must mm. feel like they were they they were beating us so so well. And beating us by getting less less cases and yeah. more more freedoms. And she was so smug about it, God, and so parochial. But you lose Gladys, I'm so sorry. But should it be should it be over a lawful sexual relationship? I mean, there is going to be a t- you know they're, they're they're holding an inquiry at ICAC. It's going to run for ten days, and it's going to figure out whether she breached public trust when she was awarding grants to community organisations between 2012 and 2018. And that is in addition to the hearings that are later on this month, which is about the conflict between her public duties and her relationship with um with um Daryl from Wagga. <laughs> So all these things are piled up against her and now she's resigned. But, yeah, I mean, they're two very separate issues, you know, um, and proper grant giving and then, you know, banging a bloke who turned out to be a bit of a bozo. God knows we've all done it. But um, (laughs) not necessarily within the premiere, although it is on my bucket list. Look, I don't know if... I, I didn't know how she got out of that corruption scandal at the time anyway. Like I remember when it all it all exploded and then I felt a bit sorry for it because mm. I was like, oh, God, everyone is like, you know, everyone kind of expects that behaviour from Daryl. Like everyone's like, oh, Daryl, you cheeky mongrel, get out of here, get out of here. <laughs> so cheeky. Yeah, and he'll land on his feet somewhere. But Gladys, everyone was like, you disgusting yeah it's just it's awful isn't it it's just yeah men men are just held to a different standard but the other thing is that aside from that yeah i'm still talking okay my name is daryl and i'm from wonka and i'm also talking (laughs) you're right daryl you were (laughs) as you were no it is that they um they i reckon they 
they kind of crucified her and we felt sorry for how they were crucifying her in a different way to Daryl. But the fact that she just was like, and they were like, oh, Gladys, you slut. And then she just carried on with yeah. her job. And so that was a bit weird though. And I think that was part of like what she said in the press today. She was saying, um, sorry, uh, you guys investigated this 12 months ago and now you're saying, oh, wait, we're not finished. And so that's how I, ha- that's why I have to step down. So her view is like, how, like, how are you guys still going on about this? And my view is that how did you get away with it yeah. at the start? Well, uh, that's, that's my view, Claire. I'm still talking. <laughs> no, just joking. You can talk now. Thank you so much. <laughs> and we've been good cheerleaders. Goodbye. <laughs> Well, I just, I, I think a couple of things here. I, I just, I, I feel like men are not held to the same account for the viewpoints of, of the women around them. It's kind of assumed that a man can have an independent position to whoever his partner is, but obviously the opposite does not imply. You, it's just the connotation that there would be additional influence from, you know, from your 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 personal private relationships if you're a woman because you know we can't we're hysterical we can't we can't yeah. make good decisions no, but absolutely not but that aside it's also really interesting about kind of relationships and like how much should you be expected to know about your partner but obviously if you're in the public eye you just like everything else you you are you you invite and attract a really um necessary level of scrutiny about the way you know the way that you behave and about your actions but you know, look, I, I don't I don't like Gladys for a lot of reasons. I mean, personally, I've, I've never met her. I'm sure she's listening. Gladys, don't take this personally. <laughs> but, but it's personal. But it's very personal. Um, <laughs> Daryl and I are together now. <laughs> <laughs> um, the queen oh, of the Riverina. Exactly, it's me. Um, <laughs> the We're River Queener, if you will. Um <laughs> But, um, but yeah, like I, I found, you know, the way she's managed COVID to be, you know, pretty reprehensible and I don't like her politics at all, but I just, I feel very uncomfortable with the way she's been, you know, dragged through the coals in a way that you just wouldn't do to a bloke. I mean, the PM gets regular advice from Jenny and we're just like, that's cute. His woman has a no. voice, but I, I don't know. It's such a strange way that we deal with relationships between men and women and what we read into them, but she's gone. She's gone. It, but, um, but it's, it's very interesting that she, you know, who they put in place next will tell us a lot about the New South Wales Libs. Yeah, it is definitely not going to be a woman. It's definitely going to be. I put all my money, which is approximately twelve dollars, on it being a white yeah. bloke. One hundred. That's so crazy because didn't you go to a financial advisor? I did, and now I have men and rabbits. It's <laughs> a great investment. Investment rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> my God, they there's like there's such a good return on rabbits. So you've done you've really tapped into a good market there. I have to say, the first thing that went through my head just now was like, we should get a pet rabbit. <laughs> Oh my god, I hate your pets. Stop getting pets. <laughs> so it is yeah, we will it will be interesting to see where it goes. Again, we're not like standing by Gladys as because no, she's a very forward very forward leader. But it is um it it, it this is an interesting time in history. It and is. I don't necessarily think it is completely gendered a lot of the stuff. There has been a lot of stuff that's gendered, but this like her take on her uh, resignation, I'm like I feel like that is not the whole story. No, it's not. Um, and we'll see what ICAC comes back with in terms of her improper conduct, but that she's resigned and stepped down says a lot about the impact. Well, of- the good thing Good thing is, though, she can rekindle her romance with Daryl. Daryl's back on. She can settle down and walk out. 
Hey, Jazza. Everybody's dreams come true. <laughs> maybe there want, Maybe there is no investigation, yeah, and she's just she's like, just, "I miss Daryl." He's gonna make an honest woman out of her. Finally. Oh God. <laughs> oh, Gladys and Daryl. Oh, Gladys Beautiful. and Daryl brush you the Ronda and Katush of 2021. <laughs> mm. But this is not. This is not the only premiere that we are talking about. It's a very no, political, heavy bit, and this is. And the reason why it's because we're politicians. Exactly. And that is and why. And we're drinking. <laughs> exactly and because i'm from wagga and your name's daryl it is very easy for us <laughs> to have opinions but this there's another premiere and do you know in the state that i live in which is queensland we have a premiere up here called anastasia palaszczuk and and she, why do they all have such hard names because they don't uh well daryl has a really easy name he does thanks daryl <laughs> I'm furious they let him go. <laughs> Lost opportunity. <laughs> it's the only one we could talk about. It's a white trash. Who else is there? It's our people. Um, well, Scotty. You can, Scotty, Scotty. Scotty's Scotty all right. Yeah, our prime minister, Scotty. No, the one up here, her name is Anastasia Palaszczuk. And she has in a little bit of hot water up here because um, we have, in Queensland, have dodged covid incredibly so well like it is lucky insane Just who luck. would have thought who would have thought the state that like basically nailed it was gonna be queensland, queensland. i don't know how we did i don't know i don't know like the masks are very like you know people wear them but only in like this Brisbane, everywhere. If you leave Brisbane, no one's wearing a mask. And it's like, what are you doing? Like you just go an hour down the road and no one's wearing masks. They're like, it's not a real thing. We've got the slowest vaccine, um, like shots or whatever we want to say. It's We are just not really taking mm, it as seriously as every other state. And we just keep dodging it like it and so and so i get why people aren't taking that seriously because it's re- it, just, it doesn't look really, real doesn't really impact and there's lots of, lots of lots of interesting kind of theories about why warmer climate you know houses are designed to improve ventilation and airflow whereas in places down here you know it's 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 meant to keep the keep the warm air in you are you are also um you don't move in the same way because you've got no culture so um that's also <laughs> Uh, and and we can't read, and exactly. so and that is how it's transmitted through Reading literacy. And literacy, <laughs> it's the old killer. Literacy, power is knowledge. But also, like like places as we know down here in Victoria, um, in our one billionth day of lockdown, that plays such a massive, massive um place in 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 COVID. But yeah, you you, you are you've been COVID free, um, but not yeah, forever. Yeah, have. And no, and so we've uh so just the other day there was someone who worked in aviation had like a I guess a pilot trainee trainer. He um brought COVID to the state. Shame on him. Shame and on then, him. Uh, Exactly. And then there was a truck driver who brought it and then he stayed in like student accommodation or something like that. Shame on him. And so there was little tiny clusters that were happening. So the problem that – so these things, yep, they were inevitable. It was going to happen. But mm. the issue that people have and especially people like me mm. have with this is that um, a while ago there was one case um, – it was in a hospital. It was around. It was in March, I think, was when Ari was born. It was a doctor. She had. Uh, she got COVID, and we shut down for a whole like mm, week. Mm. Uh, and it wasn't even the Delta variant. 
Okay, so it was like, oh my God. And then they shut it, shut the whole city down. Every show that was booked, uh, it was cancel, 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 cancel. Then, uh, recently, there's been six cases that happened in one day. And um, then since from then, there's been a number of kind of like bubbling clusters and it is the Delta variant. And so it is going to be, there's going to be heaps more. But have we, have we shut down? Claire, the answer is a heavy, heavy no. And the Footballs. <laughs> yes. Well done. Footballs. So on Sunday, this Sunday, the 3rd of October, we have the NRL Grand Final. It's, and as that... everybody doesn't know, NRL stands for Netball Racing League. <laughs> very exactly. quickly they run around with netballs <laughs> and it's very good. That's right, right? Right? And the, I did exactly. my research before this episode. Thank you so much. Usual. <laughs> <laughs> Researchers found that it is that no it is it's actually yeah so it's a, a big big footy game where and it, it's a horrible footy game like the one where they're just like heaps of fridges that run at each other and um and people thousands of tens of thousands of people go to this go to this bloody thing mm. anyway pubs will be rammed like pubs are usually rammed uh everyone's houses are rammed and the stadium is sold out for yeah. like months in advance it's a uh, it's, it's a, a big big, it's big a deal, big deal. It's, it's a big and, deal and, and you know, yeah in australia where you know just like lots of western countries we absolutely worship our football and look yeah. i have lots of views about it in terms yeah. of kind of hyper masculine culture and the things that it attracts and the behavior that it normalizes and, yeah, just the fact that we keep, you know, bending the rules for this one strange thing, which is watching a bunch of dudes run around with a ball. It's just, it's 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 very, very odd. It's like, can you see your loved ones? No. Can you go to a funeral? No. No. But yeah. you can watch a football. <laughs> yeah. And and this is like, so there was a woman, uh, I watched this clip the other week of this woman who, um, this was in the last lockdown, she was wanting to get uh, to cross the border from New South Wales to... Um, to Queensland to go see her mum who was dying and she mm. only lived a few hours away and her mum lived on like nine acres so her mum was like very isolated and the town that this lady was coming from there was no COVID there but the the, but the government was like absolutely not there's really str- if we say yes to you we have to say yes to everyone but in that time that her mum died there were countless games of, Football. of footy yeah. that were going across. And not only were these footy players going over, footy players' wives, wives were going over, footy players' children. kids were going exactly. over. Exactly, their entire families are given these exemptions that ordinary Australians can't access. And it's just extraordinary. It just shows the cultural value that we place mm. over. And yeah. the, the, the surprising thing is there's so little outrage and outcry. Everyone's like, oh, they're, they're, they're the Australian Jesuses. Do not touch them where football is our god, it's it's really really bleak and yeah and, and 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 yet it continues. We've got a very you know an outbreak on the precipice in Queensland, the country that gets ways the country, the country of Queensland. You guys have to separate. Well, it feels like that, it doesn't, does, it? doesn't it? You got you, you know, guys can't come. Yeah, it's it, you know it's it's. I don't want to sound like a bad horror movie, but COVID is coming for everyone, and there will be a time where it's everywhere. But yeah. for now, you guys have managed to hold it off. Um, and mm. just the just the the the, the extraordinary. The, the, the approach that a football game is more important than controlling an outbreak and more important than your funerals and your weddings and cross-border travel and, you know, people's everyday lives and livelihoods. It's just, it's mind-boggling. What are these values? Well, yeah. So I think that's why, and the circles that I move in up here, um, which, you know, 
Not very many circles, Claire. The circles that you move in are you just walking around the local oval. I'm in just so my- moving in circles. <laughs> just my kids' rooms. Here I go again. <laughs> no, it's like it's so I have like home and then I have comedy. And in comedy, people are like have, you know, in the last nineteen months worth yeah. of work sporadically. Not completely like we have in the grade scheme of things been super lucky with comedy up here. We have had lots of work mm. compared to other states, especially poor old Victoria. So I'm not complaining about that, but what is frustrating is that is that uh we might not soon mm. like there like there is a really good chance that whilst we're on to something quite good now it is being it could potentially be in sacrifice for one game of one game and it's this is not this is like a lot of rich people make loads of money from the footy um and a lot of very not rich people make a very tiny amount of money from the arts so it's like oh wow you're really taking away our teeny amount of money for these rich people to get richer like that is fucking insane and look we, we understand that you know that local you know that there is a lot of uplift for local business and big business and that is important as well in terms of employing people from you know sports events you know but but the the reality is that why are we carving out this one place where we're saying it's more important than everything else you know is footy more important than the arts is it more important than you know your local restaurant or you know your little local bookshop and we're saying again and again it is and it's really interesting as well watching people's behavior around it so yesterday in victoria we had our highest case numbers ever nearly 1500 cases in one day and a very very upset chief health officer and premier faced the media and said this is a result of grand final weekend parties illegal parties people and i'm not just talking about one person being like all right you're my vaccinated mate we've been really good for ages and we're just going to break the rules and drop over at each other's house and watch the footy together look it's un that's unlawful but i have a little bit of compassion for that because we've been so lonely for so long i'm talking about big parties of 15 and 20 people from different households it was the biggest weekend of movement during lockdown that you know that the the roads have ever seen um my girls and i were at the local train station at the park as a park under the train station in melbourne we're very it sounds way better than it is paradise It's, their childhood it's second really to none. Nice. But the train station was busy and I remember seeing groups of people walking around going, oh, they must all live together. <laughs> My naivety. But yeah, just heaps of people were like, oh, it's the funny, you'll get together, we'll be fine. Spoiler alert, they weren't. And we had, you know, mm. we've got a massive surge in cases which might put us behind in everything. But again, it's around this weird culture around a football. It's the footy. Yeah. The footy. Yeah, Lucas will, he'll be annoyed that I said this, but he said this morning, he was like, yeah, but like, can't everyone just have like a little bit of joy? I was like, so what's art? Yeah, like what's music? Exactly. What's all, like, isn't that what we're doing? Isn't that what we've been doing the whole time? We're trying like, to that, find uh, pockets of joy, but there's finding joy and then there's doing things which are detrimental to everybody. And this is yeah. what we're talking about. We're saying, we're, this is a, we're saying one is more important than the other and that, is very obvious and they're saying it so many times it's really shit it's really shit and hopefully like they're they're like oh we might not have the game here we might just have Mm. it in Toowoomba it's like oh well poor Toowoomba like they're fucked like seriously fuck them but also (laughs) (laughs) uh gross but there's um but um sorry Toowoomba bronze joking yeah (laughs) ever but the the 
like I was like, why can't they just have no audience? Didn't they do that with AFL for a really long yeah, time? Yeah, they why did. Why I do mean, they have to have tens of thousands of people there? Apparently, it's eerie, but isn't the point watching the game? <laughs> I just, I, I, I understand. I, I understand. I mean, look, we, we, we don't, we don't care about the football. It's very, very clear. I'm a world class equestrian. I've got better things to do. <laughs> I'm an archer. <laughs> You know me. <laughs> I'm Daryl. <laughs> Shut up, Daryl. Get out of it. So it is. It's question. Oh. And it's it's going to be really interesting to see. Oh my God, so much like everything is like there's so much foreshadowing. So interesting to see we're where this psychics. goes. We don't know and where it is, goes. Breaking news. We'll, we'll, Who knows what we're doing anymore? Yeah. Will Daryl be at the football? It's hard to say. <laughs> Like, honestly, where is he? That's where all I want to know. Daryl? Are you back in yeah. Walker? Why will you write back to my text? Yeah. Let us know. Let us know, <laughs> Daryl. He's probably taken now, sorry. Oh. Uh, which is, is that heartbreaking, Claire? <laughs> Beautiful segue. Thank so, you. This week we are also talking about the personal, as we normally do, and I'm going to spill my guts on national not television this is not the television it's a podcast I can, then why can i see you <laughs> i'm gonna turn this off <laughs> so we we want to have a chat about navigating heartbreak in your 30s so um in maybe gosh it was three weeks ago now um i'd been seeing someone for um 14 months or thereabouts and um, we broke up um, and the experience has been really brutal, actually, surprisingly brutal to completely took the legs out from under me. Um, you, you talked to me a lot in those those first few days after, but what was I like? I was I was great, wasn't I? <laughs> oh, yes, a lot of ugly crying. Oh, God, I'm beautiful so crying sorry. for all the listeners. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, for, for all those lonely hearts out there, she looks beautiful when she cries. <laughs> no, you yes, were devastated, I was, mate. I was I was so god I was absolutely gutted and it turns out that navigating heartbreak in your mid-30s isn't that different to navigating it in any other time of your life except that it's way worse good (laughs) that's a great synopsis and I want to unpack science yeah the older I think the older you get the, the, the more rare things seem, right? Like you meet someone and you're like, huh, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I've got very established patterns and routines and likes and dislikes and I know what I like and I know what I don't. And you think that you have a really good hold on, you know, your future and connections with people. And in this case, I genuinely, with my whole heart, thought that this was the person that I was going to spend the rest of my life with. But I'm not going to go into too much detail on the podcast about it because it will make me cry. But if I, if I can interject, Claire. Sure, babe. You have thought that you are... are really romantic person <laughs> I you am. have I definitely thought that with my really husband, impulsive my <laughs> and what about your ex-fiancés oh yeah <laughs> so <laughs> so Claire I don't Look, th- I, I don't am th- a romantic I, person but this one are. just felt a bit different like it, it genuinely did and I think I, I, I don't know who I, I, I hear that I acknowledge that I am a very romantic woman but um, and I, I don't want to change that about myself because I do. Oh. You know, I think it's I think it's lovely to love and love openly and love deeply. Um, it's it's very vulnerable, but it's very it's mm. um it's 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 a lovely thing and something that I don't want to get away from. But yeah, that the gutting the gutting experience. Yeah, it really it really threw me how how just how devastated I've felt. But I wanna I wanna talk less about 
the relationship and more about what I've learned in the few mm. weeks since um, things ended. So I learned that this, there is a really wonderful community of women around me and that has been such a gift. Like I've got this, I'm going to talk about it. It's I, I've, I've been journaling a lot. It's a really therapeutic way of kind of processing my feelings and I'll talk about some of my coping strategies for all of you who might recently have a dented heart. I'm sure that after COVID there are quite a few of us out there. Um, I'm going to talk about this kind of beautiful formation of women around me. And it's, it's, it's odd. I'm not a spiritual person gen, generally, but there's been this oddly kind of, I don't know how to describe it, this very beautiful alignment to people who have kind of met all of these different needs. And it's been a really lovely experience because I've looked at the people around me and thought, oh, like I'm actually quite complete with you. And that's been really, mm. really lovely. So I'm going to talk about this. So Bron, Bron, and I'm, I'm, I'm coming up with this on the fly, having thought about it and journaled about it, but I'm going to... What? That's not what we do. <laughs> no, this is scripted. Yeah, stick to the script. If, if, I'm really... <laughs> if I'm going to use... Should I wow. use spices? Should I use heats? I don't know. I'm going to go... Bron, you are the fire and the fury and the passion. So in moments where I needed somebody to rage and to kind of advocate for me and to make me feel kind of like really resonate in anger and righteousness, you have been that part of me. And and in any kind of grief or, you know, processing of deep sadness, that's really important to kind of connect with that side of you, which is outraged and indignant. And fuck, you gave that to me in such beautiful ways. And I'm so grateful, grateful for your fire and fury. And then I did feel like I went on a bit too, applied it a bit heavy at times. No, like I got I off the phone to, and I, I realised I hadn't <laughs> it taken so a breath for a while. <laughs> exactly. Why I'm am I still weeing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm screaming. <laughs> no, kids are terrified. Hysterical okay. woman. And, and what did everyone else bring in? So my friend Katie has this kind of patience and calm to her. And it's just this really, really beautiful steadiness. And I can just talk things out in amazing detail. And she's so bloody generous with her time. And she'll just go through everything in a really considered way, but being an advocate. And so she was like the wind, if you would like. You, She was the fire. You are the fire. Oh she is the wind. The wind. It's Captain Planet. Exactly. Okay, my friend Lou has got this really beautiful kind of way of looking at the world in terms of relations and and family and connections and how your past affects your future and how you can grow she's all about beautiful personal growth yeah she's so wise she's amazing so she was um the leaf thinness (laughs) so i've got wind is it earth oh yeah leaves isn't one leafiness (laughs) don't turn it into an adjective (laughs) we're doing it I'm doing leafiness. Um, she was earth. She was fucking earth. idiot. But I have, I've got, so I've got, a, I've got a bunch. I want to talk about all the elements of the of the world. Our friend Shannon, who's it was also a single mum, she just had this steady kind of practicality. She's like, right, we're going to plan your future. We're going to put you on a different road. We're going to figure out what is ahead of you and what is ahead is going to be wonderful. So she's also the earth. There's two words. She's a, no, she's, she's a rock. <laughs> she's a rock. Shannon the rock. <laughs> we love yeah. you, Shannon. My yeah. friend Naomi has got the biggest heart in the world. And so she'd literally cry with me. I'd call her and I'd tell her about what was going on. And she's she's got so much love in her that she would cry with me. It's just like having Aww. somebody on an emotional journey. So she's obviously also the earth. 
No, she is the heart, or as I'd like the to ocean? say, the sook. The ocean. She's the ocean. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah okay. Then there's heart. So heart. Who gets heart? Um, well, there's, is that you? I bet you're claiming that. I'm, no, okay, no, I'm I'm the leafsies. Sticks on the leafsies. Franklin, our beautiful Franklin Hooper, showed up at her house at the back, not at her house physically, like on the pathway in front of her house. We did not break the rules. Having like the day after my face, like my hair matted. I'd been crying so much that my eyes were like tiny slits. <laughs> I was still wearing my pajamas. Like you have never seen me yeah. look worse. You've definitely seen me look worse, but you've never seen. And and she just sat with me, and she's so wise, and she's like got a full, you know, she's got mm. an incredible decade of experience and wisdom in front of her, and she's like, you know, that kind of nurturing, guiding, you know, light. So obviously, she's also the earth. We got a lot of a lot of earths. <laughs> And then my beautiful friend Sky was like buying me books about spirituality and sending me like affirmations and and giving me that uplift and that kind of energetic, beautiful radiance that I needed. So obviously she's um, the sky. The sky. Wow. <laughs> the sun. <laughs> so burning. Uh, it's funny because before. And I'm, I'm, there's, I think, a, cr- a couple of critical players that I've missed. I'm very sorry if I've leaned on you in the last couple of weeks oh, and I didn't mention you bitch. by name. But what, what a, a bitch. massive bitch. But I, re- <laughs> but I realize, I know, like, if somebody is listening to going, Claire is a fucking I jerk. I spent hours with her. <laughs> and she was the worst. She kept crying about Daryl, Gladys, <laughs> the earthquake. But a chicken. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but the the lovely thing was, and I encourage you if you if you kind of suffered a really devastating heartbreak, when 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 that relationship was gone, I stepped back and looked at my life, and all of a sudden it felt really hollow, it felt really empty, and I felt like the future that I thought I had was gone, and that sounds really strange. I suppose I have a career. I've got two lovely, mostly children who I adore. <laughs> um, I've got this podcast, which nobody listens to. And and all of a sudden, I felt like my life had lost all meaning. And then, which is very normal when you're heartbroken. Mm. And then just seeing kind of this beautiful network of women who brought so many different perspectives and so much love and so much support to you know a really horrible low time in my life I realized that I have everything I need right here and that's been a really beautiful learning I think after COVID in particular I've never spent so much time on my own as I have over the last six months in this little shitty house in Coburg um, where there's just so many ants all the time. Oh. What are you guys doing? Oh, it's always full of ants. Stop I wrote to the landlord and I was like, excuse me, why is there ants? And she's like, it's Australia. It's literally what she said. She's like, it's Australia. Wow. Fuck off. You're Australia. <laughs> you, should move, you should move to Queensland. Australia sounds terrible. <laughs> the country of Queensland. Um, and I think, you know, like a lot of people, I'd started to live life in the future, right? When everything, when COVID was over, when everything had lifted, when things were better. And so much of the future was modelled around this person. And when it got stripped away, I felt absolutely rudderless. But 
having that time to reflect and there was a lot of reflecting a lot of weeping on my couch into just FaceTime after FaceTime and drinking wine in appropriate times of the day and journaling you know be like I love him so much and then like I can't believe he did this to us and all this stuff you know that kind of very typical roller coaster but now now I feel I actually feel good and it's not it's it's because of the people around me and they were always there and this is the thing about relationships I think sometimes you can get quite lost in them and I know that COVID has really amplified that for a lot of people but I think I definitely lost a lot of myself in it and that's you know also because all that time alone and all that time kind of needing a future to happen that was different to what life has been like under 400 years of stage four Mm. but it's 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 been such a blessing to have all of you around me to step back and go actually no my life as it is is bloody amazing and but one thing that you did do differently than you have done with all your other bre- breakups and there have been no my other fiancés he wasn't many. my fiancé yeah, <laughs> I still have a husband <laughs> what a cat <laughs> what a cat she said why are they queuing up after the door from <laughs> Where's Daryl? <laughs> right. Honestly, where is he? But the, uh, <laughs> but I think like all of the, your breakups that you have just been like, I'm okay, I'm fine, and then you've tried to deal with it by yourself. This time you you were actively said, I am not fine. I'm going yeah. to lean on you, and I'm going to call you, and I'm going to ask you to call me, and I'm going to do this. And it was that's what anyone needs. It's like any is when everyone's kind of like stuck in their own little world. No one knows what you actually need. And sometimes, no. but sometimes, you know, you might have wanted to do it by yourself. You might have wanted to be like, let's leave me alone, which you have done kind of in your past ones, just being a little bit more reserved. But this time you're like, I'm needy. And everyone was like, okay, cool. That's fine. Like, And I, you're right. This is, that's a huge growth thing and something I've never done. I've always kind of hid it when I've been having a rough trot and felt really ashamed and embarrassed. But I think that is a really lovely point of growth as well. I said to everyone, I'm really fucking sad. Yeah buckle yourselves in mm, we're gonna do it and, and I did it I, I called you a lot yeah, and sometimes good. I just called you and cried yeah. at you and, and I all raged these other beautiful you. women you raged and it was so good yeah. it was so helpful so if anyone needs anyone to rage I am your lady and I yeah. will happily do it for free <clears throat> But break up aside, I think it's it's a really useful exercise and I've been practicing gratitude. I know, Brian, that you're going to think it's the worst, but every day. Well, why are you yelling? Because (laughs) I've just recently hung up, so bye. It's, it's looking at the people around you, like like your life generally. And once a day, um, I have a, one of one of the women that I've talked about, we text in the morning and we kind of unpack what we're really grateful for. And it's a lovely exercise to reflect on your life. And, you know, it's really easy to focus on the shitty bits right now. But there's so much that we feel, should feel really chuffed about. And some days, you know, especially on the really sad days when I was feeling really rubbish, I'd be like, oh, God, like, oh, I put my feet in the sun. That was one day I was so sad. I was like, the feet of the sun felt really nice on my feet. But then, you know, as the days go on, a day will pass and I'll just feel just radiantly grateful for everything. And Mm. the other thing that I've realised and and just a final reflection, I've I've monologued for a very long time and I know Daryl's desperate for me to finish (laughs) so we can go home together. (laughs) (laughs) But um, is that... 
I don't know, like, and I think this is something which is really beneficial to, to, to kind of reflect on at this stage. I don't, I don't need a relationship. Yep. I don't. My life is really wonderful without one. It's very full. I do want one at some point. I think it's really lovely to connect with people. Sex is really, really fun, and I can't wait to do that again. And and I can't wait to Bronze to say, ew! Yeah, I hung up. <laughs> again. <laughs> um, and, you know, like, and, you know and, and falling in love is a really, really beautiful experience. But, like, apart probably from the sex bit, there's none of these things are things that I need. And it's really lovely to step back and look at that and go, oh, fuck, my life is really, really good. And what's more, anybody who gets to be a part of it, yeah. especially if they get to be a part of my girls' lives, they're really fucking lucky. Exactly. And that's and I don't think I don't think I've ever thought like that before. Yeah. Well you definitely have to. Like they're your kids. Like you love them so much. Why would you so think much. that they were a burden on anyone but you? Obviously also obviously me. But but even the idea that somebody, you know, like somebody should be grateful, like, you know, that, that they would be lucky to have me, that is a really new thing as well. Mm. And that's really lovely and something I'm really surprised that it's a new thing. It's, it's usually I don't know usually my approach has been oh I'm so grateful that they're in my life <sighs> no no more <laughs> and I was, yeah no absolutely not absolutely not and that's why you turn to me for age because I will happily say that is someone that you should not give a shit about Claire yes okay Brian has new Brian has lots of excellent reflections on if and when I decide or when when I decide I'm ready to date again I am he has to meet her first yeah that's the rule right Brian it I is can't progress with anything yeah. until you have given this person and it's not, the will go Yes, over. and it's not, doesn't, I'm not meeting them to see like whether I like them, it's whether I like them for you. Like, are they good for you? Mm. And it's, um, I can tell the way that when you are, how you are with them. I'm like you're yeah. not being who, you're not being Claire. You're being who you think that that person wants to be. Being Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Gladys? That's what I want to know. So I think it's I think it's really important. That's a lot of people who had started a relationship in um, lockdown would have this confusing thing where they uh, start dating someone and they can't have their friends around for a really long time. And then when their friends meet this person, they'll be like, "Why are you acting like that? Why?" Why are you pretending to like yoga? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Why are you yodeling? <laughs> Why? Where's your horse, Claire? <laughs> Why? I don't even know she's an equestrian. Where are your rabbits? <laughs> <laughs> Where's your money? <laughs> but, I mean, what would what would your parting? I mean, what would your parting observations after this heartbreak be, Bron? What's um, your what, what bits of advice do you want me to really digest? Because you know me. You know yeah. Me well, without saying too much about the this relationship, um, I I I think that you should focus more on what you want, not what they want. And I think yes. rather like they they have to fit into your life. You don't have to fit into theirs. You've got like you've already established a wonderful like you've got a great job. You you love your friends. You've got these two kids that you love so much, and all of these things. And my horses. And all of your horses are very well behaved. <laughs> and my rabbits. <laughs> Not them. They're cheeky. <laughs> and cake. But so you've all of these things in your life are huge successes. And then when someone comes in to your life, I don't think that you should be like, how do I change my life to fit into yours? It should be yeah. like, you, if you want to be a part of this, um, good luck to you good sir and good luck to you god and goodbye put that on my dating yeah. profile you want to be part of this good luck to you yeah. love my rabbits exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. pancake 
<laughs> so it is. I, I think that you need to work out what you want before you try to figure out what someone else wants. And um, I also yes. think you definitely need your friendship groups that you obviously really love your Captain Planet team to to see you with this person to be like, yeah, you mm. are definitely happy rather than mm. you are uh, like you are uncomfortable. Then that's how mm. I saw you. Mm. That is such helpful, honest advice. Yeah. And, you know, this, you know, this person, I'll always hold a lot of love for him and I wish him very well. And, you know, that's, um, but, you know, sometimes things just don't work out. But what I'm feeling in me is a whole bunch of gratitude and, God, a fuckload of growth. And that is such a relief. Mm, <laughs> Thank God so, I'm growing. So many earthly elements. Taller and taller every day. Yeah. <laughs> leafiness, the leafiness. <laughs> Oh, good. We have been Gosh, politicians. I've poured out my heart. Yes. Yeah, we've been politicians. You've poured out your heart. And we are waiting for Daryl to call. Any minute now. Minute. I'm on my phone, Daryl. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you, mate. I love and you. I love everyone who's helped you. I'm very yeah, lucky to have beautiful friends and, and I, my team. I love the people you forgot. And I guarantee there's at least three more. Yes, a few people have come to me and I feel very, very Yeah, you terrible. should. You can't, you can't. It's gone now. The chance okay, I have, is no, gone. No, I can't. I, I have to do it. Thank you, Tamsin. No. Bianca. Shh. <laughs> I'm going to delete really that. Really. Thank you, beautiful Jack, everybody. Um, yes, you're a man, but you get one too. Oh. Um, but yes, yes. Thank you for holding my big, bleeding, beefy heart and letting it deflate again. It's been a beautiful journey. Mm, that is a gross image. I right, love you so much. We've been good love cheerleaders. Love you so much. Bye. You're welcome. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>